Hello again and welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views about life extension from around the world. Thanks for coming back and listening. In this episode, you will hear something familiar, a discussion about the SENS Academic Initiative. This is the third time that SENSFI, as it is commonly known, has been discussed on Longevity Now, and there is good reason for it. Longevity provided some of the early funding to get the initiative off the ground. Members should feel proud about the seed they planted as SENSFI has grown significantly over the last couple of years. It now has several ongoing projects and an annual budget of $30,000. In the following audio, you will hear from the current SENSFI coordinator and from three different interns who are starting out on a path to cure disease and conquer aging. And now I would like to welcome to the program the SENSFI coordinator, Daniel Kimball. Welcome to Longevity Now. Well, thanks. It's nice to be here. And Daniel, last time we talked with you here on Longevity Now, it was just at the beginning of your career as the academic initiative coordinator. You were the interim coordinator about a year ago. And I just was wondering, in general, how have things progressed in the past year? Uh, things have been moving along quite well. All of our different programs that we've been working on, on our literature reviews and our grants, have been doing well, and we've launched a new internship program. And also, um, the coursework is moving along pretty well also. So, yeah, things are, things are definitely going well. Okay, so you said that you've expanded your grants and your uh, research. How many uh, interns are currently doing uh, research with the SENSFI grants? Well... So grant-wise, we've just awarded one at UC Davis, so that's one student there. We are probably going to award another shortly to a student in New Jersey, though that's not a certainty yet, still under review. Um, We have a couple of other projects going on elsewhere, so probably I'd have to check to be certain, but I'd say we've got four grant projects going on right now. Okay, and then then, uh, have you also given out some scholarships besides uh, grants in the past year? Um, we did do scholarships, yeah, most recently, December of 2012. We're doing those on a yearly schedule now. So, yeah, it's a sort of end-of-the-year thing. And you did make an announcement that uh, the SENSFI initiative had $30,000 for the upcoming year when I was talking to you last year. And it does, does it look like that type of funding will continue into the future or perhaps even more funds being available? Um, As far as we can tell, yeah, that should stay steady or even increase. It's unlikely that we'll be shrinking that because we are finding ways to use our funding for students. Okay, and then also I was wondering about the coursework that you mentioned. And you'll have to explain once again what you mean by coursework through the academic initiative and how has that been progressing. So coursework is probably the most exciting thing we've got going on right now outside of the internship program. We've been filming lectures in different locations all across the United States, even one in the United Kingdom, of uh, professors delivering a lecture for our coursework. So we have nine lectures filmed right now out of about 11 that we're planning to have. We're just going to edit those, post them online, post some tests and quizzes to go along with them, and then have that be a sort of summer-length introductory open online course that anyone who would like to can take. So it'll be really a way to learn about sort of regenerative medicine and the whole SENS approach from some really good professors at universities all over. 
and that'll be pretty much open to anyone that wants to go to the uh, SENSFI website or the SENS organization website. You can uh, Anyone could pretty much view those videos? Definitely, yeah. It won't cost anything. It'll be completely open. Okay, and then one other thing that you were mentioning last year that you really wanted to focus on as the coordinator is more outreach. What initiatives have you taken in the past year to get the word out more about SENSFI? Right. Well, outreach has been interesting. So we did some just by default when we were reaching out to people who we wanted to apply for our internship program. We did a fair amount of outreach just to solicit applications for that. We've also been developing flyers that students can print out and distribute on their campuses if they'd like to. We actually are just, I want to check to see if they went up today, but if they're not up today, then in the next couple of days, we should have four new flyers going onto our website. So that's been moving along all right. We haven't gotten an active, sustained university student group going yet, which is one of our goals. But the outreach is moving along. Research has really stayed as our main focus, though. Okay. Education will bump up significantly with the coursework. Right. Uh, and then with these flyers, uh, anyone could uh, go to the SENS organization website and print them out and uh, promote them on any university? All right, yeah. If you go to the Academic Initiatives website and go to the Resources section, we have a downloads page. Okay, and in the those, Resources uh, section. Yeah, the flyers are all there. Okay, and then lastly, uh, what does SENSFI need the most in the upcoming year? Well, I guess just more active students. We'll have more grants to give out, and we'll be looking for the best applications we can have. We'll have another round of summer internships, and again, we'll want all the applications we can get. So really, um, more people to involve in the program is what we'll be after. So many times, longevity members are wondering what they can do to advance longevity research. And as far as SENSFI goes... If longevity was going to help out, just recruiting more students would be one of the most valuable things. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we have a solid level of funding right now, and we want to help students do research and learn using that. So the more sort of active, interested people we have, the more we can do with that. So definitely, yeah, more people is what we're after. And last year, Daniel, you were also talking about the new website, the redesign for the academic initiative. How did that go, and are there any future changes planned? That went well. We have, if you go to sense.org slash AI, or just go to sense.org and check, like, click the academic initiative tab, you'll see our website. Um, it's different than it used to be. It has kind of pretty clear global navigation. It's pretty easy to find applications and research projects and such. So that's been good for us. It's gotten more people to join the initiative, and we've had sort of a boosting membership from that. But SENSOG itself is probably going to get a new website late this year or early next year, and that will mean that the Academic Initiative site will change also. So at that point, we'll hopefully have an even better layout, easier way to get involved. We're actually planning on taking down our applications and just letting people sign up directly. And it should be good. The online coursework will be plugged in at that point, and it should be pretty dramatically improved. It'll be a good place for people to go. All right. We'll have to encourage a lot of people to check that out later this year. Thanks so much for joining us again, Daniel. Yeah, thanks. And now we're going to talk to one of the interns that has been involved with SENSFI, and that is Jenny Sims. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. And just give us an idea of what you've been doing at the SENS Research Center during your internship. So I work on the OnCoSense project, 
so a lot of what I have been doing is just a, a relatively new project, uh, setting up the foundation for a lot of big projects, things like cDNA library construction and things like that that are going to take a lot of time and effort to do. And so I have really been focused on getting all of the materials and the supplies organized for that, and as well as doing some literature review to see what types of gene targets we should look at as possibly being implicated in the um, ALT mechanism, which is specifically what the SENS Research Center on SENS team focuses on. Okay, and you've been at the uh, SENS Research Center during the summer, is that it? Mm-hmm. Yep, I have been here since the end of May. Oh, since the end of May, and pretty soon you'll be going back to college this fall, I assume. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, that's the current plan. Oh, okay. What uh, kind of uh, ideas might you bring back to college that you've learned over the summer at the research center? Well, it's really interesting. When I first arrived at the research center, I think I had a particular mentality of the way that, that research was done in academia in that you repeat everything very in very, very specific ways. You go about these problems in a specific way. And if it's not directed at a treatment immediately, that's, that's fine. But at SENS, everything has a direct implication for treatment in human health and aging. So I found that that mentality was extremely useful to um, be exposed to. And the other thing, too, is that efficiency in research is something that I found to be extremely important here at the Research Center. And I think that I will take back with me the idea that efficient research and any research that's directed toward therapy is inherently useful and can be more useful in some cases than traditional um, academic forms of research. Okay. And then you've been working with the OncoSense project there. Uh, Do you think that is a thread of research you will continue into the future? Are you interested in cancer research, cancer curing, cancer prevention, or do you have some other particular research that you think you might follow? No, absolutely. I think oncology research is one of the most important things we can do because it's such a limiting factor on human productivity and with better treatments for communicable diseases such as bacterial infection, the incidence of cancer is not likely to decrease because people's lifespans are are slightly increased due to that. And so I think that it's going to become an emerging problem more so than than it already is, and it's already completely pervasive. So that's something that I definitely want to to continue, but I'm also very interested in human embryonic stem cell research, and that just has a tremendous list of potential applications, and so I'm very interested in that as well. So either oncology or stem cell research are ideally a way to combine the two. Right. Uh, they do... Something that I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do overlap somewhat, that's for sure. They do. Yes, they do. So <laughs> anything that I could maybe perhaps combine those two would be, would be great. Do you have any advice for any future SensFi interns? I would probably say that they should come with a very open mind and absorb everything that they possibly can because it's very likely that some of their preconceived notions of how how research works, how aging works, and how people approach problems like aging are, are likely going to be challenged. And so I think if they can... My advice would would very much be if they could approach 
their internship at SENS with as much of an open mind as possible and be very, very willing to challenge some of their preconceived notions, they're very, very likely to learn a great deal more than they would otherwise. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jenny. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And now I want to welcome to the program another intern, Connie Wang. First off, Connie, uh, just wondering what type of research have you been involved in at the SENS organization during your internship? Right now I'm actually working on a project that Jenny and I submitted a grant for that was approved by the SENS Foundation Academic Initiative. So the project has to do with functional decline in aging microglia. Microglia are sort of the immune cells of the brain, and their task is to you know, clean up any protein plaque or pathogens that have to get to the brain. The specific application we were looking at with this project is Alzheimer's disease. So microglia are implicated, or they're, they're thought to be a major part of Alzheimer's disease, especially pertaining to amyloid beta plaques, which are one of the six hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease or what have you. So amyloid beta plaques, these are protein buildups that healthy microglia uh, are supposed to be able to clean up and break down. Okay. Our project is to look at gene expression profiles and functional assays to see the ability of young microglia versus old microglia to clean up amyloid beta, break it down, have other immune functions such as uh, releasing an oxidative burst is another thing that microglia do. This kills sick neurons. Um, has various other functions. Basically, in short, we're comparing young and old microglia to see if there's a functional difference, which could play into the age-related nature of Alzheimer's okay. disease. Okay. All right. Uh, what yeah. what strand, uh, strand of SENS does this fall under? You know, I'm actually working with the OncoSense team on this, but it's not really an OncoSense project. I would say, if anything, it is most closely related to lysosense just because um, the function of microglia that allows them to phagocytose and break down amyloid beta is the lysosomal pathway sure. that the lysosome is Okay. And then I was wondering, are you aware of the fact that Longevity has sponsored some microglia research as well in Germany just in the past year? I'm not aware of that, but that's very interesting. I know one of the people that has offered to collaborate on this project with us is Alexandra Stolzing, and I think she does That's correct. Yeah, that's that's who we had sponsored uh, in that microglia that's research. Great. Yeah, oh, I've, well, I've read multiple of her papers, and they're really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, th- hey, that's wonderful. It, it's wonderful that uh, Longevity and the SENS Research Center can collaborate in this way, even though perhaps it, it wasn't uh, planned in the beginning. So that's wonderful. Do you plan on continuing uh, microglia-type research uh, when you get back to college this fall? I don't know yet. I haven't done any research. I haven't uh, done any research in labs at my college, so oh, um, okay. I'll be reaching out to a new professor. But I definitely find the research topic that I'm working on very exciting, and aging research as a whole is very exciting to me just because it affects literally everyone. <laughs> sure. And I'm just so, curious, what is your undergraduate program that you're in right now? I'm currently an undergrad at Caltech in Pasadena. I am studying bioengineering. Bio, bioengineering, you said? Yeah, bioengineering, yep. And then I was wondering here, I'm always interested to know what the typical college student thinks of longevity research or anti-aging research and SENS in general. In your particular uh, class of bioengineering, 
how many people are aware of SENS, how many people even uh, know about or desire to do anti-aging research? You know, it's not really a topic that comes up in everyday conversation. Even at Caltech, where a, a lot of the conversations revolve around science, the hot-button issues are cancer, AIDS research. These are the ones that are really on the forefront of everyone's mind. So I don't know why aging isn't thought about more, but it doesn't seem like something that everyone's you know, very excited about or wants to know more about. And I think that is a problem that needs to be oh, fixed. Oh, okay. And, uh, you yeah. know, one of the... Yeah, that's interesting. One of the main things that Aubrey and the SENS team has been trying to get across to people through so many years now is that if we fix the root problems that are associated with age-related disease, that we'll you know knock out many of these, like killing two or three or four birds with one stone. Do you think that type of logic would bring more college-age students into kind of the basic anti-aging research like SENS? Yeah, I think that's a mindset that I definitely agree with and I think would make aging research more exciting to college-age students. But the main problem, in my opinion, is just that people aren't thinking about it. Like when you actually explain SENS to someone or talk about aging research and bring it up in conversations, everyone's like, oh, that's really cool. You know, that's very useful and exciting. But it's not something that they would think about on their own. Yeah, and I imagine imagine there was one point where you weren't thinking about engineering an end to aging. How did you actually come to find out about SENS and then about the academic initiative? Actually, it was one of my friends that I found out through. They posted an article about aging that mentioned SENS on Facebook. And then I went to their website and found their internship program applied. So it was an extremely informal thing. That's a topic that's really important. I think the more pop culture coverage that aging research gets, the more people will be interested in doing. In your case, it was a social media success as far as spreading the word about engineering and end to aging. Uh, Well, hey, Connie, thank you so much for joining us here on Longevity Now. Thank you. And now let's uh, welcome to the program another intern, this fellow working at the Buck Institute through the academic initiative, and that is Sam Curran. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Well, first of all, can you explain what type of research you've been doing through the academic initiative? I mean, vaguely speaking, it's research on aging. Um, But specifically, I am generally testing uh, various drugs and their effects on senescent cells. And senescent cells have been correlated with aging, and they are generally responsible for a number of inflammatory effects and kind of mental effects also. And you must be working with Kevin Perot then. I know he is working on senescent cells at the Buck Institute. That is correct. And have you made any headway? You know, I talked with Kevin a few months ago, and he said, boy, it's tough work, you know, screening all of this, uh, you know, with different, all the different compounds to see the effect on senescent cells. What would you say uh, has been the progress in that research uh, in the last few months? Well, I would definitely agree with him, and uh, I've had a lot of personal progress because I came in as an intern, Um, and this is, I'm heading on my 10th week here, so it's been a big learning process for me. But actually, in the past couple weeks, we've been getting some startling results, kind of what we wanted to get, which is amazing. (laughs) We've been seeing that some drugs have really been decreasing the amount of uh, 
negative secretions of senescent cells. Oh, okay. So you have been modulating what's secreted by senescent cells, and that is the goal of your research, not to specifically knock them out or remove them. Yes, at this point. What is the best or most important thing you've learned while working at the Buck Institute? I think that the most important thing is actually just the process of asking a question and then developing the experiment to try and answer it. And then now I've learned a lot of very specific assays and procedures and everything like that, but those are really only the tool to try and answer our questions. Sure. And how valuable would you say it is to interact with other anti-aging or longevity researchers on a daily basis? It's absolutely crucial. We can get so much more done when we work together than when we're all kind of feuding, which unfortunately that happens quite often. Yeah, unfortunately, that does happen. How, you know, as an academic initiative intern, how would you improve the experience uh, for, say, future interns that might be coming through in the next couple of years? Mm. What advice might you give them? See, that's difficult to say because this experience has really been so much, you know, more than I expected. It's it's been awesome. <laughs> so you would to be say, honest. <laughs> you, really, you would just say, this is one of the best things you can do if you're an undergrad and you are interested in SENS-type research and anti-aging research. This is almost one of the best things you could do in the world is become an intern with the sens program. I, I would say so, but I think that my position is a little bit unique because, one, I'm, I'm working for the SENS Foundation, which is a smaller organization. But I'm working at the Buck Institute, which is a very large organization. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. I get the kind of the small personal side of the SENS, and then I get the very kind of professional, not to say that SENS is not professional, but very um, complex. Sure, yeah, a larger research. Side of the Buck. Larger research institution, you know, more funding, more staff, things like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, so I've always got the SENS to rely on and um, to always they can offer me help. And at the same time, I can kind of see what the the very established scientific world is like. Sure. Yeah, that sounds very valuable for an internship. All right. Well, it was great talking to you, Sam. Great meeting you, and I wish you best luck in the future. All right. Thanks a lot for your time. All right. Bye now. There you have it. It is so great to hear from those who will most likely make a great contribution to improving the human condition in the near future. Unfortunately, and oddly, It seems that curing aging is still not on the minds of many college students in the U.S., even those in the biological sciences. Let that fact serve as a call to action for longevity to design better future outreach efforts tuned to this age group. Until next time, I'm Justin Lowe.